So I don't know why, but uh, this memory came back to me this morning uh, when I was stomping around the church property. Um, that in high school, I had this class, I absolutely hated this class because this teacher, uh, it was a total waste of time. I don't, couldn't even tell you what the name of the class was. It was just an annoying waste of time. The teacher wanted to be everybody's friend, so he had, had us discuss things. Um, rather than actually learn anything. Um, so anyhow, it was always just chit-chat class. Um, and I forget how it started, but this one girl, and I liked the girl. I, I liked her because, I don't even know her name, but uh, she was smart, so I liked her. But um, she was a goth, if you know what a gothic, like uh, her whole group. Uh, they'd wear black, uh, black lace, black eyeliners, nothing against the goth people. I think Deacon Chris was goth in high school. Um, you know, nothing against him. But in this class, she went off against the jocks and the pretty girls and all this other stuff that, um, uh, you know, they're just conformists. And she says, I think for myself, and I don't know why, I'm usually pretty shy, but I remember getting upset with that, thinking, you don't think for yourself, you think by yourself. I said, you, you're just as much as a conformist, because your whole group is always the same stuff. They always wear black. I mean, God, how'd you like to go through life? I wouldn't, wearing one color, black. Um, and, and it's always the same routine. I mean, they're nice, but they're always negative, um, uh, criticism sizing, gloomy. Uh, I said, you conform. You just conform to your group, and you don't allow any opinion uh, other than what you want. Now, she was smart, but what amazed me is that she couldn't see how you're a conformist too. You're just a conformist to your group. You don't allow any sort of ideas that doesn't support your goth negative outlook. Um, like, she's not really open to the truth, and she's not really even open to unity. And I was thinking about this this morning, and I was like, ah, that is kind of weird how you can be so smart and also so blind at the same time. And in an odd way, I'm kind of surprised, it reminded me of today's reading with Nicodemus. So if you remember, Nicodemus, there's two Nicodemuses. The first Nicodemus, he's a Pharisee. He comes at night to talk to Jesus, but he's a coward, he's a Pharisee, and then the opposite. Um, at the end of the gospel, you get this different Nicodemus who's willing to stand alone and confront and um, does everything. So at the beginning of the gospel, um, he hides in the dark. In the beginning of the gospel, Jesus talks about being born from above in the spirit and the light. And Nicodemus, he's a Pharisee and he doesn't understand what Jesus is talking about. Now think about this, as a Pharisee, he would have really known religion. But the only part of religion he knows is how to criticize other people. The Pharisees are constantly criticizing Jesus, constantly criticizing shepherds and everybody else who they don't like. They're very religious, but all they ever do is this propaganda of what's wrong with you. So Jesus mentions being born of the above of spirit and truth. And Nicodemus says, what do you mean? How can one be born again? And Jesus keeps reporting, repeating, born from above, and he keeps saying, born again. And he says, I don't understand what about being born of water and spirit, and just to explain it. 
everywhere in the Bible you have this theme of water and spirit. From Genesis, you have the waters of the chaos and the Holy Spirit uh, above. Noah, you have the spirit and water. Uh, Exodus, you have spirit and water. And so Jesus says, how can you, you call yourself the teacher of Israel and you never notice spirit and water always go together in the Bible? <clears throat> so anyhow, he, Jesus is kind of giving this divine push. And my point being about that whole rant is that often those people who think they know the most, who are thinking for themselves, are actually the most closed-minded. Isn't that really odd? And you can say you're religious, but how do you know your religion has not made you more closed-minded? You're just really good at criticizing other people. Then after the resurrection, Nicodemus is completely different. Um, in the resurrection, Nicodemus, for the first time, is open to the truth. He's open to hearing things that challenge his position. So my point being is that, wow, one of the signs of the resurrection is if Christ is in us, we're, opening, we're, we're open to hear the truth, even if it's opposite of what we might think. And Nicodemus, not only that, but um, he's just completely open to the truth and open to other people. He stands for himself. Or the first reading that Craig read, really great. The early church was a one heart and one mind. And if you reread it, one of the signs of the resurrection is a sense of unity between each other. Uh, with the resurrection, we're united in heart and mind. Not like the Goths, who they're only united as long as you conform to being just like me. The early church is much different. You didn't have to conform to me. The early church, you didn't have to be part of my group. The early church, they're noted for taking care of the poor. I love this article from uh, the Emperor Julian, who is a pagan, who started a persecution against us Christians, and said, these Christians, they care for people. They care for people who aren't even in their nationality or their religion. They care for the poor no matter who they are. Um, he said, why, you know, they take care of everybody. So, like, the early church was noted for unity, not conformity. You know, you didn't have, you know, as long as you agree with me politically, and I'm Irish, and just like me, I'll take care of you. The sign of the resurrection is, no, with Christ in us, we're the body of Christ. We're completely united. Um, you don't have to conform to me. We have to conform to Christ the source of love and life. That was odd about that community. It's not conformity to an ideology. It's conformity to love. So I just think, wow, like Nicodemus, if the resurrection is inside us, now we're open to being challenged. With the resurrection inside us, now we're open to really try and see the truth, not conformity, but really truth. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. 
Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comments section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.